right now. If you believe in God for something in this building, the Holy Ghost is here right now. Right now, there's right now faith in the building. Here's what I want us to do. I want you to lift your hands and I want you, church, I need your help praying. I want you to begin to pray. We're singing a song that says he did it. And I came to tell somebody that God's about to do it in your life right now. He's about to break the chains right now. He's about to move right now. I need you to throw your hands in the air with faith and just begin to declare that he did it. He did it. Begin to thank him in advance for what he's about to do. Come on now. In the name of Jesus. Right now. Right now. Right now. Come on. Start to pray in faith. Pray in faith. Pray in faith. Pray in faith. Yes. Yes. Yes, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Come on, there it is. There's breakthrough happening right now. There's a breakthrough happening right now in this place. Yes. 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 Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Come on, in the name of Jesus. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. Come on, somebody give him a shout of praise. We need to take about 60 seconds right now and rejoice over what we're believing God for right now. I need somebody to praise Him like it's already done. Praise Him like it's already done in this place. Yay! Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Somebody magnify the name of the Lord with me in this house. Come on, magnify the name of the Lord with me in this place. Oh, one more time, put your hands together and give him a shout of praise. Welcome to Sunday morning at the Rock Church. I said welcome to Sunday morning at the Rock Church. High five about 12 people on the way to your seat. Tell him he's moving right now. He's moving right now. Tell somebody else on the way to your seat, I got to follow wherever he leads today. Amen, amen. Glory to the name of Jesus. 
Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Come on, I mean, are you really excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? You can be seated for just a few moments. I want to take a brief opportunity uh, this morning to say what a privilege and an honor it is to have every one of our guests that are here. We've got a house full of guests. Church, I need you to give them a standing ovation and make some noise and help me welcome all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. We are so honored to have you with us today. And if this is your very first time at the Rock Church, you should have received a VIP invitation card when you walked in this morning that looks just like this. And if you're here for the first time and you did not receive one, if you would just quickly slip your hand in the air, one of our staff members will bring one right to you. But this is simply an invitation to join us right after the service in our VIP room. Everybody knows that VIP stands for Very Important Person. And if you're here for the very first time, you are a very important person to us. We are just honored that you decided to come and worship with us this morning. We've got some light refreshments there and a small gift we'd love to give you, as well as take a few moments just to say hi and uh, welcome you to the house of the Lord this morning. Amen, somebody? One more time, would you put your hands together for all of our guests? Help me make some noise for everybody that's streaming online with us this morning. Come on, we can do better than that. Let them know. Let them know. Amen. Amen. So many wonderful things happening here in the house of the Lord this past week. Uh, so many incredible breakthroughs. We had people baptized in Jesus' name. People filled with the Holy Ghost this past week. Amen. You glad to be part of an amazing revival in this house. Amen. So good to look over and... Uh, and see Brother Johnny. I don't see him. He was just here. There he is. Brother Johnny's in the house of the Lord with us all the way from Denver, Colorado. Come on, let's welcome him back. He's not a stranger here. And uh, to the rest of you, thank you for being in the house of the Lord. You are only a guest for five minutes. After that, you're just at home here at the Rock Church. Amen, somebody? Would you turn around 360 degrees and tell everybody around you, welcome home. Extend your hand. Tell them, welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Amen. So good to have you in the house of the Lord. Somebody shout, next Sunday. Next Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. Whoa! I'm telling you, you do not want to miss what's going to be happening in this house on Sunday morning. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Our, uh, our drama team, our theatrical team, uh, what other fancy word can I use to describe them? Uh, they have done an amazing job writing and producing uh, an awesome drama for, for next Sunday that is called Broken. And it is absolutely amazing. You don't want to miss it. It's, it's not only is it anointed, uh, but they have done such a go good job putting it together. Uh, there's going to be simulated 35-foot ocean waves going on, time warps happening, and uh, all kind of other cool stuff. That's why we got this temporary stage out here this morning. Y'all thought we was just doing something different for church. This feels kind of cool right here. 
But uh, this is part of our production for next week, and so you don't want to miss it. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Listen, bring everybody you can next Sunday. Turn to tell your neighbor, bring everybody you can with you. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is going to minister to them. I believe that, that there's going to be a house full of people receiving their breakthrough and uh, receiving deliverance in this place next Sunday. Amen, somebody? Let's stand to our feet all over this place as we prepare for the word of the Lord in this sanctuary. We have been in a tremendous season of harvest, and God has been so gracious to uh, bring evangelist Greg Godwin our way for this season. How many of you have been blessed by his ministry these past few months? Let's give God a praise for the word of the Lord. And uh, there's no doubt in my mind that God is up to something great in this house today. But the God, when we have come with hungry hearts and prepared spirits to respond to whatever the Lord has for us today, we want you to come and take your liberty. We're ready to obey God. One more time, would you give God a great big praise as the man of God comes to deliver the word? Come on, let's lift our hands one more time and give God some praise. Aren't you glad he's in the house with you today? Amen, amen. How many of you love your bishop and his wife? Thank God for Bishop, Sister Williams. We thank God for them. You have your Bibles. Let's turn to Genesis 1 and 26. And Genesis 3 and verse 1. And then Deuteronomy 28 and verse 12. Genesis 1, 26. Genesis 3 and 1. Deuteronomy 28 and 12. It's great to be with you in the house of the Lord. We agree with Pastor and Bishop. We welcome all of our guests. And we want to say what you're feeling is not just good music, good lights, good screens, and nice people. But you are experiencing and sensing and feeling the presence of God. Everybody said amen. The Bible teaches us very clearly and plainly that if we praise Him, he will inhabit or he will inset himself in our praise. He's, he's everywhere around the world at the same time. He's omnipresent. But when we begin to praise him, he manifests himself in our praise. Active glory, reaching, pulling. And so the presence of God is here. He's honored our worship, our praise. Tell somebody he's honored your praise. And he's here. People already been praying in the altar. Amen. And it is the will of God. Amen. Genesis 1.26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God. Everybody say God. Created. Say Created man everybody say in his own image everybody say God did this tell somebody this ain't no accident hey I felt a little hump little, little push right there everybody say amen in the image of God created he him male and female created he them everybody say God created us male and female tell somebody I was created this way and 
then God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Genesis 3 and 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, the serpent said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God has said, Ye shall not eat, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. The serpent said to the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit. And did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord and God, the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto them, Where art thou? Deuteronomy 28 and 12, the Lord opened unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all work of thine hand, and thou shalt lead, lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. The Lord shall make thee head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If, if thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord. Everybody say, if thou hearken. Unto the commandments of the Lord, thy God, which I command thee this day to do and observe them to do them. I want to preach this morning on this subject. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Turn to three people and say, come out, come out, wherever you are. The Lord bless you and you may be seated in the name of the Lord. The significance of creation is found in God's desire to reveal himself. God is eternal. He's always been, will always be. He is before time. Time is a space created in the eternal. It's as if this building represents the eternity of God, that no beginning, no ending. If you could see outside the walls, this would be eternal. But then into this eternity of God, into the ever-presentness of God, God said, let there be light. Bam! And there became a space called time in eternity. God chose to reveal himself. In this space of time. In John 1, it is in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The, the Word here in uh, John 1, the word, word is logos, which is the principle of divine self manifestation. God must create for God to reveal. So since God has been unseen, 
He must reveal himself to us for us to have a relationship with him. John 1 and 1 is the genesis of the New Testament. In the beginning, God. Something was said, including thought. God thought. And then his thoughts are spoken. And then his thoughts are revealed. To create, he thinks then speaks and it becomes whatever he says. This great galaxy and this universe that we live in, the sun is 93 million miles away from the earth. We have billions of galaxies with the furthest away. Its light causes earth Billions of years later, they just this last week, I believe it was, revealed to us the furthest star from the earth that has been found is 12.9 billion years for that light from that star to reach the earth. 12.9 billion years. Before God created his magnus opus, his man, Magnus opus means large and important work of art. It is the most important work of an artist. We are his magnus opus. He creates all things then for an intimate encounter. Man was not made first and then just sat around while God took time to finish the rest of creation, but God went through five creative days in the book of Genesis Preparing, setting up this space of time for us to live in, for us to exist in, for us to prosper in, for us to grow in. Look at somebody and say, we're not an accident. Amen. We didn't just happen here. They got Hubble's telescopes out in space and they got pictures being taken. I got a picture of this furthest star They pointed out, you can just barely see a dot out there at the end of the Hubble telescope's vision. What they're trying to do is find another planet somewhere that's got people on it, that's got life somewhere. Why would God create billions of light years of galaxy then on one planet make it conducive for man and man alone? Because God wanted to have a relationship with man. Wanted meaning he had a choice. He had given man by creating man in his own image. He created us with a choice. Look at somebody say I'm created with a choice. Created with a choice. We are in his image. We are perfectly and wonderfully made. We are in his image, his exact likeness. God created us. It was the result of his own thinking. He had an untold millions and millions of angels. The Bible says there are thousands times 10,000, times 10,000, which is 
thousand times a thousand is a million, then times a million times an incalculable number times another incalculable number of angels. And of all of those angels, he had three, Michael, Gabriel, Lucifer, that were cherubs. But of those three cherubs, Lucifer was the anointed cherub. I know I've touched this before, but I feel to say it again. Lucifer rose up in rebellion against God. The only thing that was greater than God, that was greater than Lucifer, was God himself. God even gave him a throne, which was indicative of power and authority and to rule over the mass of angels. His word, there were cherubim, seraphims, and then the hosts of angels. And there, so there was order in God's kingdom. Everybody say, there's always been order in God's kingdom. And so he made them, but something got into Lucifer while leading the angels in what the Bible says is praise, they say one to the other of God. He's holy, he's holy, he's holy, he's holy. It's continuous, he's holy. They said it before time began. They said it since time has been beginning. They are saying it now and they will say it after time it ceases to be no more. They say one to the other of God. He's holy, he's holy, he's holy, he's holy, he's holy. That's what they say all the time. That's all they say. They are constantly, look at somebody and say, God loves praise. But he didn't like the praise of angels necessarily because they didn't have a choice in their praise. When Lucifer tried to exalt himself, Ezekiel tells us he thought, or Isaiah 14 tells us, and Lucifer had a thought. He said, I want to be like God. I want to be over God. I want to be over man. And with that thought running through his mind, God cast him and one third of the innumerable host of angels out of heaven. This is where Lucifer became the devil. Tell somebody the devil's here because of rebellion. What did he, how did he rebel? He rebelled against the word of God. He rebelled against the purpose of God. He was created by God. Amen. He, Lucifer is not eternal. Tell somebody Lucifer is not eternal. The devils are not eternal. That, doesn't, that means they're not here all the time. They'll not always be here. He's reserved them into the judgment of hell. Amen. They have no dominion. But when he put man in his place, he put us here on this planet so we could multiply, replenish, and be fruitful, and have dominion. Everybody say, have dominion. Dominion here is radah. It means to tread down, to subjugate, to prevail against, to reign, to rule, to take over, and to dominate. Tell somebody, man was created to dominate. So in Genesis 1, in the beginning, God, nothing is said which enables us to fix data on creation. Nothing is revealed concerning their appearance. It was just Adam, male and female. Nothing is told us about God's modus operandi. All we know is he is the divine architect. Tell somebody, God is our architect. God is our designer. God is our creator. Tell somebody, God is our creator. The Bible says he formed man. He created the world, the sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, the billions of galaxies that are out there. He said, and they begin to exist. But for man, he reached into the terra firma of earth, pulled out mud, mixed it with water, and began to form man. Yatasar is the word. It means to squeeze into shape, to mold into form. To be determined, to give resolution. It's dust and powder 
Rubbish is literally the word. It means rubbish. Tell somebody we came from rubbish. God took dirt and water and put it in his hands and formed Adam and then breathed into his nostrils. The breath of life and the Bible says, and man, everybody say, and man became a living soul. The opening sentence of God's word is not to be philosophized about, but it is presented as a statement of absolute truth to be reserved and received with unquestioning faith that God has given to every man the breath of life. Look at somebody say, I'm here because of God. Amen. Yet there is sufficient is expressed in the brief statement to expose every fallacy which man has invented to repudiate God. In this opening statement, of God created man, atheism is repudiated for it postulates the existence of God. Materialism materialism is refuted for it distinguishes between God and his material creation. Pantheism is abolished for it predicts that which necessitates a personal God. In the beginning, God created. That tells us that it was himself before the beginning and it is eternal. Look at somebody and say, God did this. It informs us that he is a personal being for an abstraction and impersonal cause could not create. It also argues that he is infinite and omnipotent for only the infinite can possess power to create. It is here that Genesis reveals that the elaborate structure of the universe is put together by and for God to put man here that he might reveal himself to that man. Tell somebody I'm here so God can reveal himself to me. Suddenly in this creation man is in hiding. In the text we see God as the voice walking in the cool of the day in Genesis 3 and 8. The word voice here, but theologians, Noble, Delish, Kyle, and Kalish describe voice as the noise of his footsteps. Theologians Murphy and Bush say that voice is the thunder of God's approach. The open Bible declares the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden. And Calvin and Lane say it is the sound of his voice. So the thunder of God's voice. It is the thunder of his presence. It is his glory extending itself out. Tell somebody I'm hearing the voice of God. Amen. God's voice is thundering to us. If God is coming as a voice and the voice is walking Adam through the sensual perception, he is feeling him. Adam is sensing God. Now man is walking around in the substance of God. God as he has been created. It is God keeping Adam alive. It is God sustaining Adam, caring for Adam, moving in his sphere so he can continually to reveal himself to us. But now in the text, man is hiding from his panin, his presence, which is his faith. Now the face of the Lord identifies God. The face in Panim identifies who you are. You look in their 
face. What are we saying? God then has sustained the man to show him who he is. And man is now hiding from the very God that is sustaining him. Can I tell somebody, hey man, you're running from God. Hey man, you're trying to get away from God. You don't want to hear God's voice. Now, you that are here, you've heard a voice. You keep hearing something. I need to go to church today. It's Sunday. I need to go to church. I got a card at the table the other day. I need to go check this church out. What is it? It's the sound of God's voice. It wasn't just a card hitting the table, but from that card, when you read the words, hey man, God would now speak to you in the wee midnight hours just before you close your eyes and go off to sleep. You'll hear God. What about that church? What about those people? Hey man, and so you're here today. And can I tell you, God is sustaining you, but God is also reaching for you. God is calling for you. We don't need to do like Adam and Eve did, our first human parents. Look at somebody say, Adam and Eve were our first parents. That kind of dropped off. We all came from Adam and Eve. Everybody say, we're all human. And we trace our ancestors back. We would trace it all the way back. To Adam and Eve. Why? Because they were made from the dust of the ground. Now, I just feel to say this in creation. Everything that we see in the natural, the earth, the stars, the trees, the bushes, the flowers. He could have made it all army green. But because God's not that way. Tell somebody God's got a little boom shakalaka about him. And he said, let there be pow. Flowers. Every color, every shape. Lilies and roses and daffodils and sunflowers. and You just go on and on. Every flower has its own shape. It's, how is it there? Because God said, let there be. One, one writer said of God's creative word, when God began to create something, when he said, let there be whatever. Amen. It was let there be light. got his word still going it's still creating it's every now and then we'll get and I wasn't prepared to say this but I feel to say it in creation we'll get a scientist it'll say the galaxies and the, the universe is so many billion light years and then we'll go a few years and Hubble telescope will give them another picture just like this one and now they got a star that's out there 13.8 or 9 billion light years and it's been and this light's been way out there before we've ever came onto the planet earth and it's way out there before us everybody say because when God said let there be he said be and its words went be 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 and it still creates everybody say God's still creating he's still creating the universe is expanding why because it's just a little space inside eternalness. Come on. Can I tell somebody you're not an accident? That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're not the result of an accidental explosion. Two little microscopic cells did not explode and all of this thing come about. But God said let there be and it was. But when it came to you and I he didn't speak us into existence. He took time and formed us into his image after his likeness. Tell somebody I'm made in the image of God. 
Now you may say, but I'm not living like God. I'm living crazy. I'm doing crazy things. I'm doing drugs and, and I'm doing alcohol and I'm, I got a habit now and I'm robbing from mom to pay for my habit. I'm robbing my friends to pay for my habit. I'm drinking and I'm drugging. And, but that's where all of us are after Adam and Eve fell. Because now the Bible says we are born. Adam and Eve were first made. But now all men are born. We are born as a result of intimacy between a man and a woman. We are born here. We are born in his image and in his likeness. But when man failed by disobeying the word of God, living in the beautiful world of its beginning, had supreme control over everything, he said, all I want you to do is just don't touch that one tree. Just that one tree right there, that palm tree right there. Maybe that was it. There's some fruit on that, but now I don't want you to touch it. Just that one tree, God, yes, sir, that's it. Y'all just leave that one alone. Don't touch it. Don't eat it. Just leave it be. It's got the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Just leave that be. They were made in God's image and likeness. They were Naked but didn't know it. They had no idea of, of everything that would create. But when with one bite of fruit, they were born again. From the spirit of perfection, the spiritual life, they were born to death. Now, if a man is born in sin and were shapened in iniquity, tell somebody, I was born in sin, I was shapened in iniquity. Because of Satan, he deceived Adam and Eve. Somebody needs to quit hiding today from the holy God of Israel. You need, you need to come out of your alcoholism. You need to come out of your drug addiction. You need to come out of your gains and your hatred. You tell somebody and say, you got to come out. When Adam and Eve fell, they went into sin. They fell in sin. They went in and they took and they clothed themselves. In garments, they clothed their nakedness and they wanted to hide and they started hiding in the bushes and God came walking in the cool of the day to meet them in the day. Adam, he knew where they were. He was outside of time, could look into time. He knew right where they were in the garden, but he wanted them to know, I see you now. Now you understand your nakedness and your hiding. You've tried to cover yourself. Tell somebody, I've tried to cover my own mess, but it hadn't got anything covered. Come on, tell somebody I hadn't covered up anything. Can I tell you, whenever you try to cover up your own mistakes, you can't cover them up. There's no way I can cover up all the mistakes I had. There's no way you can cover up all the mistakes. We're hiding in the bushes, uh, trying to cover our own nakedness, our own sin. But you, God calls into the garden. He calls into our nakedness. Adam, Eve. Why? Because he was wanting to respond. Over here, Lord. Over here, right here, can you see? Oh, come, come out. They came out. Head down, shoulders dropped. What's going on, Adam? Oh, God. He quickly tried to blame his little wife. He said, that woman you made. You didn't let me have no say in it. You knocked me out and I woke up and there she was. He said, she came from my rib. That's why I got one odd side, odd number of ribs. And even, 
You snapped my grid off and made it, but you the one did that. She messed me up. He said, well, oh, sin. So now I'm going to have to put you out of my garden. He takes Adam and Eve out of the garden, puts them into the wilderness of the earth. They've made the garden east of Eden. It was a beautiful place. But whenever they disobeyed God, they were born again from spiritual life. The Spirit would tell somebody, I was born like this. Can I tell you, amen, it doesn't matter what your habit is, what your situation, what, what you're struggling with. Tell somebody, I was born this way. I feel I'm, I got a hold on my spirit right here. God's wanting me to tell somebody again, you were born like this. Amen, you were born like, what's the answer to preacher? How am I going to get out of it? You must be born again. Man left to his own. When sin is finished in man, we end up in death. Where God can come out of, allow us to come out of hiding. Why hide from the sustainer? God is trying to get us to appreciate him, to worship him and praise him. I mean, the music was good and the groove was good. I haven't even enjoyed the groove. Was the music good? Lights were good. Come on, lights are good. Amen. The screens are good. Now they're going to get gooder and gooder. Tell somebody they're going to get gooder and gooder or better and better. Amen. It's all going to get better. But can I tell you that God, in spite of all this beauty and everything, we begin to praise Him and God began to move on us and God began to move on our guests and God began to move on you saying some of you came to the altar I seen you crying some of you are clapping some of you were really praising him I don't have to ask you what's going on number one you like the groove of the music tell somebody I like the music it's got a little groove to it amen it helps me praise God tell somebody it helps me praise God amen but when you begin to praise God God begins to respond to your praise the revelation now is in a container that reveals him in his image. It reflects, God says it reflects me so that when I look at you, you look like me. He's not in a, God's not in a giraffe or a monkey or creeping things. God declares I only want in something that's in my image that reveals me because this multiplies my glory. Amen. God wants to multiply himself. When he looks at man, he sees head, an extension of his glory. He looks at the earthly ruler and an image of himself. Image here is to slim. It means to shade, to resemble, to be representative figure, to be the likeness, a thing which represents the original more closely but lacks its essential characteristic. Everybody say, amen, I lack the essential characteristic. What is that? You lack God. You lack God. When God, amen, fills you with his spirit, amen, now you are born again. You have been born in death. Amen. You have been born in the sins of this world. Amen. But when you receive the Holy Ghost and you're baptized in Jesus' name, you are born again. You are born from death into life. Tell somebody, I'm born again. Amen. What does God want? God made man in his own image, reflecting some of his own perfections, perfect in knowledge, righteousness, and holiness, with dominion over the creatures 
When you say man, you say producer, creative, intellectual, powerful, provider, perfecter. If man will give God glory, he will provide you everything you need. That's why we aren't here drunk today. We didn't come here at a high. I didn't come in here with a hangover. I didn't jump and run because I had a buzz from a cigarette or a buzz from a drug. But I came in here in my right mind. Amen. And I want to praise God. Amen. Because he has caused me to begin to live. I was born again June 27th, 1978. So our success as a man depends on how close you can get to the image and likeness of God. So we must begin to stop trying to impress people. Begin to start trying to impress God. This leads us to the question. This leads us to the question. What is man? That thou art mindful of him and the son of man. God cannot and will not move away from his image. Tell somebody say I'm his image. He won't let the enemy stomp on you. He won't let him pull you down and destroy you. You are in his likeness. Tell somebody I'm in his likeness. I am a reflection. Tell somebody I'm a reflection of God. Amen. In like manner, can I tell somebody, even in your lostness, in your lostness, your body, it was created by God. I feel like helping somebody. Amen. Even though you are lost, your body was created by God. You have a soul because you were created by God. You are a spirit because you were created by God. God formed man a body, but when he breathed into man, man became a living soul. Touch somebody and say, I'm here because God breathed into me. Man, the reason that we praise him is because we are a reflection of him. God will not just sit by and watch the enemy attack you because then he is attacking God's. Reflection. You attack his likeness and image. When God attacks you, when man attack, when the devil attacks man, he attacks God. God is drawn to his own reflection, his voice, his presence, his thundering. Where art thou? What was he saying to Adam and Eve? Come out of hiding. You have no reason to hide from me. Can I tell somebody as I close? God is saying to you today, all the beautiful music, the beautiful graphics, the beautiful people, the kindness of everybody here. Tell somebody, thank you for being kind to me today. Can I tell you everything that's going on? God is saying to you, come out of hiding. Come on out of hiding. I know what you're doing. I know where you're headed. You're headed towards death. You're headed towards an impenetrable death away from me. Come on, come out of hiding. I don't care how bad you are. I don't care how bad you feel. I don't care how drunk you are. I don't care how much drugs you've done. I don't care how much you stole, how much you've cheated, how much you've lied. I don't care about that. All I want you to do is come out of hiding. He'll bring you out for his name's sake. Can I tell you, the reason God wants you better is because the devil's saying you can't have them. I've got them. But God is saying to us, if you you'll come out, if you'll come out of your sin, if you'll repent, if you'll begin to believe me. I'll change you. You say, why are we praising him? The reason we're praising is because God is now getting glory out of us. Look at somebody say, the reason I praise God is because God is getting glory 
out of me. The psalmist God is, says God is drawn to his glory. That is his HUD, which is uniquely Hebrew. It means majesty, glory, which brings God honor. So when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, you're God's wardrobe. You're in God's likeness. You have his honor, his majesty, his glory, his powerful uniqueness is in you. Hell wants to cause you to hide. To hide. Due to shame, sorrow, regret, and remorse. Ending up in depression, oppression. Finalities of sin. Conceal your sight to prevent you from, prevent you from being seen or cause you to be disconnected. To be in this world of 7.4 billion people on this planet he wants you to obstruct the view to conceal from knowledge he wants to keep it all a secret to you but the reason we're here today and the reason we're standing and got our hands up and clapping and coming to the front and worshiping God and you may think man this is kind of like a this is like the club last night and people jumping around and standing up around the platform yeah but but this ain't the club look at somebody say I ain't high Tell somebody I ain't drunk. Tell somebody I ain't been shot up with no, no narcotics. Tell somebody I'm in my right mind. But I feel like praising God. Come on, stand with me. I'm out of hiding. God wants to put you in dominion. When you're born again, do you know that now you have dominion? It means to rule. You must have his image and likeness. Do you understand when you're born again, God is now in you. And now he gives you his power, his spirit. And now when you go out and you feel the temptation to give the drug dealer a sign. I used to drive a super stretch limo in New York City for a man named Mr. Ching from Center Point Consortium. I'd drive him down there a couple of times a week and I'd drop him off at the meeting place and I'd have to just drive around the city because there was no place to park that big super stretch I'd drive around and I'd park and I'd park around by some of the parks and I'd look and you see people walking out there and the guy would look at somebody and the guy would look and he'd go signal not ahead, yeah and he'd walk over and this guy would be coming this way and they'd walk by each other and be a quick little hand change and the guy walk off. And the guy came up to him, he had pants with big pockets in them. And reach down in there and do a little quick change. There's money. That guy. And they were, I parked in front of the World Trade Center. I was out there one time parked underneath that big World Trade Center and I was sitting and I'd get up and get in the back of the limousine had the air on I'd sit back there just lay in that big back seat and just chill out and I'd watch you could see out but you couldn't see in and I'd see men come down out of that Trade Center I'd be in tailor made suits with a briefcase they'd come in and you'd see and I'd, I'd look out, out out of the parking area and I'd look out across the street and there'd be a guy there. I'd look at the guy in the suit and he'd Somebody said, what you nodding at? Nodding at each other. And 
end up out across the street down a little ways. Quickly, I mean, just, just four, five, six seconds. One guy popped it in his briefcase, come back, looked around, there wasn't nobody looking. He popped it up on top of the trash can, popped this bag open. Drugs are not just for street and the street and the bad side of town. People, when left to their own, we go through the cycle of sin. Down and down and down and down and down. Until maybe it's a church service you came to and a preacher is way off of his notes down. He's talking to you and saying, come on, you're on this slippery slide down. Touch somebody and say, don't go down any further. Come on, tell somebody, don't go down any further. What is it God is saying? I'm here. Created you. The end result of sin is to tell you you're just an accident. You're just like a puff of smoke. Smoke from fire, it goes up. It's there for two or three seconds and you can't see it anymore that's what you do God you just you're here for a minute you're going it's all over when you die you're done and it's over nothing to worry about no 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 you have to understand God made man in his image and in his likeness why because he was saying to Satan you go ahead I'm going to prove that there are people that I'm going to make out of the dust of the ground. And then Adam and Eve are going to start having babies. And when they have those babies, we're going to prove. I'm going to prove to you I can save as many as will choose me. What do you mean choose? Because I'm going to make them in my image, which means I'm going to give them a choice. Tell somebody you have a choice. You have a choice to be saved or you can say, no, I don't want any of it. You can do that if you want. But what I'm saying to you is God is saying, come on. The music is here. The lights are here. The screen is here. Your friends are here. And we're begging. We're saying, come on, come on. What am I saying? I'm saying, come on, sir. Come on, man. you got to come out of all of this. God is saying, if you'll come out and you'll walk 10 feet out of that seat and you'll just lift your hands and begin to say, God, forgive me. If you'll say, God, I don't understand it all, but I believe in you. I want forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of what I've done. Forgive me of what I've said. I didn't realize it at the time. Do you understand? There are people on this planet and maybe some in this church. This is your first time ever in a church of any kind. I was doing that in Porter, Texas. So about the third or fourth week, there was a man sitting back in the right. I kept feeling drawn to him, didn't Church was over one Sunday morning. I had four or five get the Holy Ghost. I said, hey, how you doing? Said, I'm doing good. I saw your wife and kids, man. They got the Holy Ghost. They live in God. I said, yes, sir, they are. I said, how are you doing? He said, I'm fine. I said, well, what do you mean you're fine? He said, oh, I don't have the Holy Ghost. He said, but I don't need that. I said, really? You don't need it? He said, no, I don't need it. I said, why? He looked at me and said, because I've never sinned. I said, what? I mean, I'm the preacher. I'm the guy sweaty. I've been working the last 45 minutes. What do you mean you're not a sinner? I've never sinned. I said, you never never sinned he said no I've, I've never drunk I've never stole I've never took drugs never I never I never cheated at school I never everybody that's never cheated at school raise your hand that's what I wanted to see now Hallelujah. look at somebody say we all honest in here look at somebody say I ain't that crazy he said I never cheated at school I said never he said, never. I said, well, I wish I could say that. He got to laughing. Never sinned? He said, no, sir. I 
He said, I don't need to cry. I have nothing to cry about. I'm good. And my mind just for a second was like, oh my God. And the verse came to me. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I looked at him and said, can I quote one verse that comes to me? I said, yeah, I said that. I said, have you ever read where the Bible says all have sinned and come short, which means deficient. He said, what? Where's that verse? I got in the Bible, read it. Show another verse. We've all been born in sin. Tell somebody I was born in sin. I was shapened in iniquity. Iniquity is self-will. I'm going to do what I want to do. Bless God. Ain't nobody going to tell me what I want. That's normal thoughts. That's normal. But it's the, tell somebody that's the thoughts. Tell somebody that's the thoughts of a dead man walking. I said to him, that's why Jesus said, you must be born again. Tears started running down his face. He said, so I'm a sinner even though I've never done anything wrong? I said, absolutely. We were born this way. Tears began to wet his shirt. His wife grabbed his hand. He said, pray for me, baby. She started praying. There's about 10 of us in there. We got to pray with him. His hands went up. And in just a few minutes, his mouth came open, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave him the utterance, which is the sign of being born again. Baptized him in Jesus' name that morning, about the afternoon, about 1 o'clock. Came up out of the water again, speaking in other tongues. The last I checked, he was still in church, living for God, doing great. <laughs> Taking a little longer than I wanted to take, but I want to tell somebody. Jesus said, you must be born again. And the only thing that's holding you back is we're like Adam and Eve hiding in the garden. Hiding back in the trees somewhere, covering ourselves, covering ourselves with our degrees and our jobs and all your fancy, you know what's, you know this, and you know all this language, and you know. But have you been born again? Because rich people are gonna go to hell. People with five and ten different degrees are gonna be lost and go to hell. But can I tell you, you can have five, six, seven, eight, nine degrees and still be born again. You can live in 36,000 square feet of house and still be born again. Come on, tell somebody, I can still be born again. Or you can live on the street. You can live under somebody's different, uh, somebody else's house or, or garage every day. You may not have a place to call home, but God tells me to tell you, you can come out of hiding wherever you are and he will save you. Lift your hands in the air. God's come to restore you. Come on, come on. God, He wants you to wants you to breathe in. He wants you to receive His Spirit. Come on. I'm opening up the altars to everyone in this building. Would you take somebody by the hand and would you bring them down to this altar? Let's all come as we begin to sing. Come with your hands raised. 
Your help cometh from God. God's here to help you. He's here to save you. He's here to forgive you. Come on, he can wash your sins away. Devil, you gotta back up because I'm a restored man. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost and I've got my wind back now. Hey man, I've got dominion and authority and power over you, devil. Hey man, I will live forever because I've been born again. Come on out of hiding. Come on out of hiding. Come on, lift your hands up and just begin to say, I love you, Jesus. Come on, begin to come out, come on. Come on out, Adam and Eve came out. Here I am, here I am, Lord. Come on, saints. Come on out of your pews. Come help us pray with these that are in the altar. You have nothing to hide about now. Come on out. Come on out wherever you are. From whatever you're hiding in, come on out. Come on out, sir. Come on out, ma'am. Come on, come on, praise him, somebody. Come on, you can receive the Holy Ghost. Jesus said you must be born again of the water and spirit. He'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. He'll fill you with His Spirit. Lift your hands. Begin to tell Him, I'm sorry, Jesus. Begin to tell Him, I'm sorry, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins, Jesus. Come on, tell Him, forgive me, Jesus. Come on, tell Him, forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus.
of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I give you all of me. Come on, lift your hands. I give you all of me. If you're a saint of God in this church, I need you to find somebody to pray with this morning. Come on, I'm asking that every saint of God in this building uh, find somebody to pray with in these altars right now. Come on, if you've got the Holy Ghost, you've been baptized in Jesus' name. I'm asking you to get out of your pew, get out of your seat, find somebody in these altars and start helping me pray with them. Come on. Come on, these altars are full of people right now. Come on, saint of God. Come on, saint of God, let's pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, these altars are full. I need help praying this morning. Come on, I'm asking you, saint of God, please get out of your pew. Find somebody to pray with. You all of me, yeah. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Oh, I give. I give you. Come on, that's it. Pray with them. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Find somebody to pray with. Come on, find somebody to pray with. Lay your hand on their shoulders. Start praying in the Holy Ghost. Start praying with them. Come on. That's it. Come on. Jesus name. In Jesus name. In Jesus. My Savior forever. I give you all of me. Hey, King Jesus, my Savior forever. I give you all of me. Come on, somebody get anointed in your prayer. Somebody get anointed in your prayer. 
Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray with authority. Pray with power. I give you all of me. Hey, come on, come on. That's it. Pray, pray, pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. 